This is Emily Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This message, we have Pastor Corey back in the pulpit with Don't Waste Your Pain. We hope you enjoyed this amazing word from our pastor, his first Sunday back. Good morning, HG. It's Pastor Corey Himes in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're happy to see your pastor back in the pulpit again, I just need to see hearts. I need to see likes. I, I need y'all commenting, saying, welcome back, Pastor Corey. Preach, Pastor Corey. You're doing the best you can. I need to see it all because this morning I am feeling and I am full of Jesus joy. <laughs> Just to be back, what a walking miracle I am. And I want to, uh, before we dive into the word this morning, I want to thank each and every one of you for being so faithful, so committed, for staying engaged during this time of, of two months while I was out. It's, it's, it was a struggle, you know, it's, and it's still a, a process and a journey I'm walking through. So I won't be doing too much yelling and I, and I won't be doing too much screaming, but um, I know y'all be just fine. <laughs> but I want to thank each and every one of you because um, it's, it's, so, it's so great and, and humbling to know that uh, I have a church that I love that loves me back with the same measure, <laughs> if not more. And so I, I wanted to highlight that and thank each and every one of you for your uh, support, your love, your generosity. Uh, you stayed giving and faithful in that. And so I, I just want to applaud you. And I want to applaud our awesome team, our HG team, from the media team to the worship team to our leadership team. I say it all the time, we, you, you, you see as far as the vision, but you only go as far as your team. And I would not have been able to rest and, and, and rehab and do all the things that I needed to do if my team hadn't been as solid as they are. And so I want to give my hats off to the whole team. HG team, you know who you are. I love y'all. Y'all are the best team not just in Fort Worth, but on this side of heaven. And so I appreciate you all. And then lastly, I want to give it up for all the pastors who mounted the, the pulpit during my absence. Were y'all not tremendously blessed? I mean, we got two months of probably some of the best, finest preaching and teaching <laughs> From, from all these pastors. And so I want to thank all the pastors and my brothers um, for uh, standing in and supporting and uh, depositing a word for our house. Don't stop now. That was the whole theme of, of why, we're, why we were out. And so because we didn't stop, we, we find ourselves here this morning getting ready to hear from your pastor again. I know somebody hit me up and said, Pastor, I love all the preachers and, and speakers, and they've been phenom phenomenal, and I've enjoyed them. But she said, they just not you. And I said, oh, <laughs> as, as, as great of a comment that was, y'all already know, it just, it gave me life and made me feel so appreciated. And so I'm so happy and elated to be here this morning. Let us pray as we get ready to prepare our hearts for the word of God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you, God, for keeping us during this difficult time, during this detour-like uh, situation, Father. We, we thank you, Lord, for healing, Father. We thank you, Lord, for healing my heart. We thank you, Lord, for allowing the doctors to correct what's been wrong. We thank you even for restoration and recovery even now, God. Father, we thank you that you've allowed me to arrive back to this place. This, this sacred place of being able to, to teach and to give your word to your people. Now, God, speak to us from on high, God. Send a word that will transform not just our today, but our tomorrow. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity again. And I thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given during this time while I've, while I've been out. I thank you, Lord, for giving me brothers and pastors that could stand in the gap 
that will preach and deposit a word for our house, God, each and every weekend, God. And I pray for each and every pastor, Lord, that you will bless their houses immeasurably, God. Father, I pray, God, that as of what they did here, the seeds that they sown here, God, that you will in return bless their houses to the full, God. God, that you will send lost sons and daughters to, to their churches, Father. Father, that they will lack nothing, God, that they will suffer from anything, God, that in this, especially in this season of, of being in a pandemic, God, that they will lack anything, God. We pray for open doors over their churches in the name of Jesus, God. We pray, God, that every need shall be met, God. Everything that, 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 that they are desiring, it shall be supplied, and we thank you that the glory shall be revealed in their houses. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will blow their minds, God. God, I pray where there have been question marks, God, that you will send answers in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord, and I'm so grateful for how you've provided, and I love you even more. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us back to this place, bringing me back to this place. And I pray, God, that you would use me for your glory this morning, that somebody will be saved this morning. Somebody's mind would be renewed. Some heart would be touched as the word is made plain in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on and put those emoji hands together. Be happy to be joining in the virtual house of the Lord one more again. This morning, I, I'm going to teach a word, and I'm starting a new series because this is super September, right? I got on my jersey, so I want to remind you, uh, we want you to, to, if you're wearing your jersey and you're supporting your team, we want you to take a picture and tag Heavenly Gospel Church. After, after the live, right? Because we want you to stay in tune with the service. So after live, we want you to take, take a picture with your family and then tag the church so we can see everybody in their jerseys since we're not physically here at church. Rep your squad. Listen, I, I, I know I play around a lot about, about the Cowboys. It's okay if you got another jersey from another team. If your picture ain't posted, it's okay too, all right? So you gonna, if you like, why they didn't repost my picture? Just, hey, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I probably will have something to do with that, but post your picture, all right? <laughs> it's Jersey Sunday, and so I'm repping my team, my squad. Amen. Next week, the season's starting up, and I'm excited about it. But this is super September, and so while I was preparing for what I wanted to just uh, discuss and to talk through this this month, the Lord told me that if we're going to have a super September, we got to steward September. And not just steward September, we're going to have to steward the rest of this year in a way that's going to require if we're going to see certain results and certain fruit, right? And so this particular month, I'm speaking from the topic, don't waste it. Somebody type that in the chat. Do not waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. And this morning, I'm talking about don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. And I'm coming out of Jeremiah 32, verses 1 through 9. If you have a physical Bible, you can follow along with me. If not, we'll have the scriptures on the screen. So you can follow me there. Jeremiah chapter 32. And then we're going to hop down to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. The following message came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the 10th year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. This was also the 18th year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. Jerusalem was under siege from the Babylonian army, and Jeremiah was imprisoned in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace. King Zedekiah had put him there, asking why he kept giving this prophecy. This is what the Lord says, 
I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will take it. King Zedekiah will be captured by the Babylonians and taken to meet the king of Babylon face to face. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon, and I will deal with him there, says the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you will never succeed. At that time, the Lord sent me a message. He said, your cousin Hanamel, son of Shalom, will come and say to you, buy my field at Anathoth. By law, you have the right to buy it before it is offered to anyone else. Then just as the Lord said he would, my cousin Hanamel came and visited me in prison. He said, please buy my field at Anathoth. Anathoth. In the land of Benjamin, by law, you have the right to buy it before it is offered to anyone else, so buy it for yourself. Then I knew that the message I had heard was from the Lord. Let's hop down to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, and it says, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. (laughs) As I already aforementioned, the text entitled for this morning's preachment is Don't Waste your pain. Somebody type that in the chat. Don't waste your pain. When I was recovering and doing what I needed to do as the doctors ordered me, walking five miles a day and, 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 and eating healthy and posting my pictures, it was accountability for me when people would see me post it like y'all man I'm so proud of you keep going past the core and it encouraged me to keep doing what I was supposed to be doing and I remember one particular time somebody said wow Pastor Corey you really own it wow Pastor Corey you really doing your thing and they said what you know I understand you just had surgery but why are you going so hard And I remember telling that person, I said, I didn't go through all of that just for it to be wasted. (laughs) I I said, if I had to go through all of the chest being cut open and arteries being taken out of my leg to be attached to my heart, if I had to go through all of the recovering and, and, and tubes being put in and out of my stomach and all these different things, I didn't go through all of that just, watch this, to be back in the same situation again. No, I'm going to take the time. The time will be of the essence, and I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity that I have. And the Lord spoke to me right then and there. He says, just as you're doing, there are many children of God that do not take that same attitude, and they find themselves in cycles of pain because they fail to steward the pain for the season that they're in. And when we do not uh, uh, steward our pain, we will find ourselves in cycles of where we're in the same situation over and over and over again. But I come to let somebody know, don't waste your pain. Somebody say, don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain because pain and problems, hear me, are to be expected in life. Yeah, I've never uh, 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 encountered a person that woke up and just was looking for pain or looking for problems, but the fact of the matter is that pain and problems are a reality, reality of life. But what we have to in return do is we got to learn how to manage them and manage it the right way. 
And this is why I told you not to waste your pain because that's exactly what a lot of us do. Because when pain and problems come, and, uh, we, we don't expect it. Our, our tendency is to stick our head in the sand and wait for it to blow over. We, we, we have this flight mechanism that, that, it, that we engage in and we run from the pain because we don't like drama and we don't like issues. So instead of managing it, instead of dealing with it, we run from it. But I want to teach you this morning from the word of God that, that often the will of God for your life, even when the unexpected shows up, it is not for you to run from the pain, but to lean into it. Because God doesn't want you to waste it. <laughs> Why? Because many of the issues we face are not just about us. Y'all real quiet online this morning thought I would have a better response. Uh, I'll say it one more time. Many of the issues we encounter and face in life, they're not just about us, but they are for the benefit of other people. This is why the text says in 2 Corinthians that we receive comfort from that pain, not just so that you can go home and say, I'm all good and feeling better. No, you receive comfort through that pain so that you can turn around, watch this, and comfort somebody else. Watch this. This is heavy and this is me. Meaning that you didn't go through the pain just for you. Uh, that this, this was about somebody else that God wanted to minister through you. And as a matter of fact, the evidence of when you know that you've recovered from recent past pain is when the focus is not no longer on you. <laughs> I'll say one more time, the evidence and, and when you realize that you've healed and that you've grown from past pain is whenever you make your conversation and your communication is no longer about you. Why they do me like that? Why did they have to hurt me like that? Why did they have to leave me like that? But when you realize that there was a purpose behind your pain that God will use what you went through to bless somebody else you'll say in one season why did they do that to me and in another season you'll say like David it was good that I was afflicted because I learned of your statues David said it was good that I was afflicted. In other words, pain was a professor. He said, I didn't just go through that thing for nothing. I got something out of it. And I come to let somebody know this morning. That's the reason why you had to go through that breakup in that relationship. Because now you know what a joker looks like whenever you date him again. You said, no, mm -mm, I already seen your type before. I already seen this scene before. Uh, yep, we can go ahead and cut this right now because I've already been through this before. That's why you can show up on certain jobs and you can see certain things. You, you can see it right away because you've already experienced past pain from it and say, nope, I ain't dealing, I, I ain't moving like that on this one. And God, he will take you through some things, not just for yourself, but so that you can get something out of it and be a blessing to somebody else. Is anybody feeling me this morning? But before I get into deep on this preachment, let me give you the undeniable facts about pain. Number one, uh, there is no such thing as a pain-free life. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how much you pray or how much word you read. Pain will always be a reality of life that you're going to have to experience some level of emotional pain, some, some, some financial pain, some, some, some physical pain. Why? Because we're not in heaven yet. <laughs> and as long as we live in this fallen world and as long as we're dealing with fallen people, we're going to have to deal with some measure and level of pain. Number two, there is purpose behind your pain. 
It is, and it's not that God, he causes all pain, but I believe, and I'm subscribed to the truth, that God, he will use all pain. <laughs> because God, our God, is a recycling God. He doesn't waste anything. So if God does not waste anything, he return expects his children not to waste anything, even when it comes to pain. Number three, your greatest contribution is not going to come through your strength, but it's, it's going to come through your pain. In other words, when God gets ready to really use you, it won't come through your strength, but it's going to come through your pain. I, I heard somebody say before that people will be impressed with your strengths. Watch this but they connect and they are helped by your weaknesses. People are impressed, they are floored, they, 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 they applaud, they, they, they are happy over your strengths when you share them, but, but it's in your pain where they're helped and where they connect. And I come to let somebody know that that part of the testimony you wanna hide the most is the same part that's going to help somebody the most. <laughs> that part of the testimony you want to tell the least is that part of the testimony that God wants to use to help somebody the most. Because your contribution is not going to come through your strength. It's going to come through your pain. And this is the same issue that Jeremiah is going through in Jeremiah chapter 32 because Jeremiah, he is a, a prophet of the Lord and he, he finds himself in a prison and it's not just about him. He, he finds himself going through pain and problems, but it's not just about him. It's, it's about the nation of Israel and God is really trying to minister to Israel through the prophet Jeremiah. And, and so this morning, I want to talk to you this morning why, why we shouldn't just waste our pain, why we shouldn't just stick our head in the sand and wait for the season to blow over. And my first point of the reason why we shouldn't waste our pain, it is because God is still working in your pain. <laughs> Would you help your pastor preach this morning? Somebody say, God is still working in your pain. I felt some oil on that, so I'm going to say that point one more time. Somebody say, God is still working in your pain. I'm not trying to preach this morning, so I know y'all going to preach for me. I can't, I can't yell it out, but even right, right wherever you are, just go ahead and yell it out. God is still working in your pain. See, see, I, I know you got problems and I know you got painful things going on, but God doesn't want you to waste your pain. Watch this because he's still working in it. What do you mean, Pastor Corey? When I read Jeremiah chapter 32, he is put in prison, watch this, for doing the will of God. He didn't do anything wrong. He, he, he did everything right. He speaks words to Zedekiah, and he's warning Zedekiah about the uncom the un uh, uh, assuming a doom that's getting ready to happen from the Babylonians taking over the city. Zedekiah doesn't like what he hears, so he decides to put Jeremiah in jail and in prison, but here it is, God was still working in his pain. Yeah. I, I, and I want to tell you, watch this, here it is, I, I, want, I want you to get this because when we go through pain and encounter problems, we automatically think that something's wrong. Yeah. When it could be that God is trying to work not just for you, but he's trying to work in you. Y'all don't believe me. Come here, John chapter 15, verse 1. The text says, I am the true vine, 
And my father, he is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that does not bear no fruit, while every branch that does not bear the fruit it prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, here's the point. God says, uh, says, uh, Jesus says, God, he is the gardener. Watch this. And he does two things. He cuts and he prunes. He cuts off what is bad from the tree, and he prunes what is good but needs to be cut away so more fruit can be produced. <laughs> but now, now track with me. If I'm a tree, when I'm cut and when I'm pruned, it feels like the same thing. Ah, if I'm a tree, when you're cutting me, sometimes it can feel like you're pruning me. So when God starts to prune us, sometimes it can feel like it's for a bad thing. Like, Lord, why am I going through this? Have I sinned? Have I done something wrong? Have I, have I, didn't, did I not do something right? But here it is. Sometimes God is pruning you and it feels like cutting because he sees what you cannot see. He sees there is more fruit for you to bear. And you are in a season right now where it's not cutting season, but it's pruning season. Ah, God, that God is pruning your relationships, that God is pruning some circles that God is pruning some behaviors, that God is proving your, pruning your mind and you're wondering why all of this is going on and it's not that you, God is cutting you, it's just because he's pruning you. Somebody say he's pruning me, he, he's pruning me. Come on, I'm not going to preach hard this morning, I'm not going to preach hard next Sunday. Y'all got to preach with me. <laughs> Somebody say he's pruning me because he sees something I cannot see. Jeremiah, he is in prison, not because he did anything wrong, but because he did the right thing. His, he, he is confined. His, his movements are restricted, but here it is. God is still moving. Ah, God, I'm trying not to preach this morning. This word is so good. He, he, he is in prison for nothing he did wrong. Wrongly convicted Bound, movement restricted, in pain, but God is still moving. How do I know that God is still moving? The answer is in the text. The text says uh, that, that, that his cousin, uh, by the name of Hanamel, shows up. Teach, teach Pastor Corey. Why, why is this so significant? Because uh, when I did the research, Hanamel's name means grace and favor. <laughs> When I looked at at the text and I did the study of his name, Hanamel, his name literally means grace and favor. Ah, God. I I love this imagery because while Jeremiah, he is in prison, confined, and can't go anywhere, watch this, the text says that Hanamel shows up and comes to him. Ah, God. Why is this so good and why is this a point where you can shout? Watch this, because when you are a child of God, no matter the place that you may be in, grace and favor will find you. <laughs> I love this image because he's in the prison, he's in pain, but here it is, Hannah Mel finds where he is, and I come to let you know that even in painful season, grace and favor will find you. No matter where you're at, no matter what place you may be in emotionally, no matter what place you may be in mentally, no matter what place you may be in uh, uh, relationally, God will show up and he will send his grace and his favor. Somebody say it'll show up. Yeah, 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 it'll show up, it'll show up, it'll show up, and it'll show up in some of you. The reason why you've been able to be sane in the membrane is because grace and favor has showed up. Even in the pandemic, it just keeps showing up. Brand new mercies I see is showing up every day. Every time I look over my shoulder, it's goodness and mercy following me. It just keeps showing up no matter where I'm at. Do I got a witness online that, that knows that it keeps finding me. (laughs) Hannah Mel shows up and finds him, but here it is. When Grace shows up, Jeremiah, he's still bound. (laughs) 
He's still in prison. He's still in shackles. Because oftentimes, when grace and favor shows up, we think that it means that God wants to deliver us quickly. But sometimes, grace and favor shows up, not so that God can deliver you quickly, but he'll give you what you need so you can handle your situation correctly. (laughs) I'll say that one more time. That sometimes when grace and favor shows up, it's not to deliver you from it quickly, but it's so that to give you what you need so that you can handle the situation correctly. Uh, I wonder, am I talking to anybody here? that you have a flashback over your life and you know without a shadow of a doubt that God, he didn't deliver you from everything, but he gave you the resolve. He gave you the response to handle it correctly because if it wasn't for the grace and favor of God, you would have messed up your name by now. (laughs) I wish y'all would talk to me this morning that if it wasn't for the grace and the favor of God, you would have messed up your name by now. You would have lost that job by now, but his grace and favor came in and gave you what you needed so that you can talk and say what you needed to say correctly because you know you, you know your mouth, you know your attitude, but sometimes grace and favor will show up, not to just take you out of it, but he'll give you what you need while you're in it. Hannah Mel shows up in grace, in favor. It, it doesn't deliver him, but it gives him what he needs while he's in it because God, he's still working. So, so while you're going through painful seasons, don't waste your pain. Because behind the scenes, God is working. <laughs> he, he's moving even in the midst of your pain. Tell somebody and encourage somebody real quick online. Somebody say, don't waste your pain, don't waste your pain, don't waste your pain, don't waste, don't waste your pain, don't waste your pain. Let me give you another reason why not to waste your pain because God works in what doesn't make sense. (laughs) Because God works in what doesn't make sense. The text says in verse 8, then just as the Lord had said, he would, my cousin Hanamel came and visited me in prison and he said, please buy my field at Anathoth and the land of Benjamin. By law, you have a right to buy it, watch this, before it's offered to anyone else. So buy it for yourself. Then I want, then I knew that the message I had heard was from the Lord. Drop down to verse 24. And it says, see how the siege ramps are built up to take the city because of the sword, famine, and plague. He says the city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians who are attacking it. He's talking to God. He said, what you said has happened as you now see. And though the city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians, you sovereign Lord say to me, buy the field with silver, and have the transaction witness? Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. He says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. I'm not going to preach on this. Is there anything too hard for me? <laughs> so watch this. Hanamel, whose name means grace and favor, shows up and says, buys my field. Now this does not make sense. It does not make sense because Israel is getting ready to to, to experience a whole takeover by the Babylonians. So Jeremiah is looking at God and saying, God, this does not make sense. Why would you have have me buy a field and you've already prophesied? As a matter of fact, we hear the drums. We hear the people. we We see the enemies already getting ready to overtake the city. Why in the world would I do that. It doesn't make any sense. And this is why often why people end up wasting their pain, because it's hard to embrace the idea that God is doing something even in the midst of the pain. 
The idea that while you're, uh, while you're in your problem, it's a foreign concept that God can do something in it because you're looking at your problem like, come on now, and, and you're not looking at the problem solver enough, but you got to remember that God does his best work in what doesn't make sense. I come to let somebody know this morning that God, he specializes in what doesn't make sense sense. That's when God does his best work. When I became aware of my heart issue, I started to immediately have questions on whether or not what, how were we going to stay afloat? How my family was going to be taken care of? I was worried rightfully so about Renee and how she wouldn't handle everything. How is this going to affect my children? I'm in the hospital. I had visit. I could have one visitor up to one point. Then at a certain point, I couldn't have no visitors. How was I going to get through this uh, without any support, a relational support from somebody? What was going to happen to church? Would we thrive financially? How would we make it? Who's going to speak? Are we going to are we going to take uh, take a dip in all these particular areas? I, I had questions. I had concerns. I said, Lord, this doesn't make any sense. Why would I start to have heart issues right when we have momentum? We got people joining. There's so much momentum. The church is growing. We're doing so good. And God had to tell me that sometimes he does his best work in what doesn't make sense. He says, remember, I use the foolishness of the world to confound the wise. He says, I am a God that does his best work and what doesn't make sense. And here we are some two months later and the church is still thriving. I'm trying not to shout, but you can shout for me. The church is still growing, y'all. I'm trying not to shout, but you can shout for me. Ah, the church is still thriving financially. As a matter of fact, we had our best giving Sunday of the year while I was out. God says, I am the God and I do my best work. And was it and what doesn't make sense? And some of you, you're experiencing some pain that doesn't make sense. But I come to let you know that you serve a God that does his best work and what doesn't make sense and if you haven't seen his best work yet that means you gotta keep on living uh, I'm trying try not to preach this morning but somebody shout keep living keep living keep living keep living you gotta keep going you gotta keep waking up and checking and clocking into that job you gotta keep waking up and taking care of those children you gotta keep waking up and operating in the assignment God is giving you because he does his best work even in our worst moments and listen you'll miss God if you allow what you're going through to cause you to believe God is not working you got to learn to see God in your pain because if not you'll waste it Hannah Mel he says, I want you to buy my field. I, I, I want you <laughs> to buy my field. Where, where is this field? He said, this field is in the place of Anathoth. <laughs> now, we can't run, run by that too quickly because just as I looked at the name Hanamel, I looked up what Anathoth, the name means. Anathoth means the place of prayer. <laughs> it is the place of prayer and some of you you're like how can I handle this this type of pain that doesn't make sense pray that when you lean into prayer instead of running away because of your pain watch this prayer will sustain you in the midst of your pain <laughs> prayer has the ability to unlock what you need despite the place that you're in. While I was in Florida um, visiting my mentor uh, for the first time, this is, I was new to Florida and never been there before and I remember the, around the first time I, 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 I wondered why 
I would be swimming in the pool, and out of nowhere, it would be sunny skies. It would be a nice weather, and out of nowhere, y'all, it would just start raining. Florida. It would just start raining out of nowhere. I just thought it was just crazy. I'm like, I didn't even see no, I didn't even see no star clouds. Where, where does this come from? And, and my mentor told me, he said, <laughs> he said, man, out here in Florida, it just does like that. Because of where we're positioned um, on the map, it, it gets hot. And he said, the heat gets so hot in Florida, all randomly throughout the day, it rises up. The heat causes uh, this, this, this precipitation that rises up and forms various storm clouds. So in Florida, it's raining all the time. He says, it, it, it's the heat that causes it to rain all the time. I said, oh, man, you preaching and you don't, you don't even know it. He said, he, he said it's the heat that, that rises, that produces the storm and causes it to rain. That the storm cloud has to rain, but the heat has got to rise in order for whatever is in that cloud to be released. Uh, the Bible puts it like this, that the effectual fervent prayers, the fervent means fiery, hot. The fervory, fiery, hot prayers of the righteous avail much. In seasons of pain, watch this, you got to get to Anathoth because this is the place where he will keep you in the midst of it. Ah, God, I wish I had somebody that would help me this morning. <laughs> that, that, that in your pain, it ought to push you to Anathoth. And so many times we dismiss our place of prayer, especially in pain, but I come to let you know that when you pray affectionately, when you pray fervently, that it will send up heat and whatever you need is in your prayer life. That God will send you joy. That God will send you strength. That God will send you peace. And it'll come from Anathoth. It'll come from your place of prayer. Somebody say, you better find your Anathoth. You, be you better find it. And here it is, Hanamel says, buy my field in Anathoth, and you have a right to redeem it. What is he saying? According to Leviticus chapter 25, land, property, and possessions belong to people that were in the family. And if a relative did not claim these possessions or land, then it was offered to somebody else outside of the family. Here's what Hanamel was saying to Jeremiah. He says, you might be in prison right now but you still family. <laughs> I hope y'all see where I'm going. He says, you might be in pain right now. You're still family. And last time I checked, people of God, you're still family. Last time I checked, you're still a child of God. You're still the apple of his eye. You're still family. He says, but you got to choose whether or not to redeem it. Meaning, there are some things, watch this, even in the midst of your pain that you got to claim. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. That there are some things, even in the midst of your pain, that you got to claim. That you can't become victim of your pain when you start going through, but you got to learn to stand up and claim what's in his word. And if his word says that I'm blessed and highly favored, I claim it. That, that if, the, if his word says no weapon formed against me shall prosper, I claim it. That if his word says weep in May and do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning, I claim it. I just want to know, is there anybody here that says, I'm going to put a claim on it. I'm going to put a claim on it. I claim it. I claim it. I claim it. I claim it that I'm blessed and highly favored. I claim it that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Somebody say, I claim it. I claim it even in the midst, even though I'm still going through it. I'm claiming that healing is the children's bread and I am healed by his stripes. Somebody say, I claim it. You got to learn how to claim it because it's your choice. Either you're going to be a victim or you're going to be the victor. And when you decide that I'm going to be the victor, that means you're claiming what's already been promised to you. 
treasure. You don't have to walk around down and, and sad and, and, and depressed because God has given you a promise. But you got to claim it. Got to claim it every day you wake up. You got to claim it even when it don't look like it's going to come to pass. You got to claim it even when, it's, uh, uh, even when your feelings are mixed and your emotions are everywhere. You got to claim it. Somebody say claim it. I claim it. I claim it. That joy is mine. That strength is mine. That peace is mine. That healing is mine. I, I put a claim on it. I want it all. I'm done. Lastly, we can't waste our pain because... God has worked out your future. In verse 9, he says, So I bought the field in Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel and weighed out for him 17 shekels of silver. For this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Houses, fields, and vineyards will again be brought in this land. <laughs> so here it is, because we talked about it in 2 Corinthians 4 that we go through pain and God comforts us so that we then could comfort somebody else. When we look at Jeremiah and where this prison is positioned, it is positioned in the courtyard. Meaning while he's in prison, he's in the courtyard before everybody else. That means people are passing by handling business and there's Jeremiah. People are, are conducting their lives, and there's Jeremiah in the field, in, in, the, in, in the prison, in the, in the midst of the courtyard. And now he is in a position to, to speak, to prophesy to Israel. He, he's in a position, watch this, to still conduct business with Hanamel and do all these things. And he tells the people, that in this particular place, I know we're getting ready to be took over. But there's going to be fruit in this land again. Houses will be built in this land again. In other words, he says that there is going to be some good that comes out of this. <laughs> that, that, that glory is going to come out of this. And I know when we're going through pain, it often doesn't feel like it. It doesn't look like it. It sometimes even doesn't seem like it. But you got to remind that you serve a God that in the midst of your pain, he has a plan. He has a plan for your recovery. He has a plan for his glory. He has a plan for your good. He has a plan. And he says before the pain even shows up, he had a plan. And you got to understand, you got to keep on living. You got to keep on doing life. You got to keep on waking up full of God. Why? Because you got to know that glory is going to come out of this. That you may not know what it is, but one day when you wake up, you'll realize, oh, that's why I had to go through that. Oh, that's why I had to, that's why I had to experience that. It's what grandma said, some things you'll experience and you'll understand by and by. That you won't understand it right then and there. But when you get to a later point in life, you'll get a revelation of, oh, that's the reason why I had to go through that particular thing. That's the reason why God had to use and do that thing in my life. Yeah. And most of the time, it's not just about you. It's so that you can help somebody else. I wholeheartedly believe that, that God... He needed to get my heart healthy, not just for me so I can experience a great life, but he understands and he can see the weight of what God is getting ready to do through heavenly gospel and through this ministry and through this church. And he understood that I cannot do it with an unhealthy heart. So I'll take this temporary pain. I'll take this, this season of pain and manage it and not waste it. So I don't find myself back in the same cycle of pain that God wants to bring me out of. 
Somebody say, don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. Father, I, I pray this morning that you would give us the grace. Father, I thank you that even before you give it, God, you'll send it. <laughs> that you'll send Hanamel to our place of pain. That you'll show up. And that you're working even in the midst of it, God. Father, I thank you that there is purpose there. There is something you'll use even in what doesn't make sense and that you have a plan for our life. So, Father, even if we don't see it today, I pray, God, that when we wake up tomorrow, that means we're one day closer to it. <laughs> help us not to lift our intellect and try to understand everything you're doing, but help us to operate in faithfulness by faith. To, to just claim your word while we're going through. Father, I, I pray, God, that, that those who have been in this season or cycle of pain, Father, that, 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 that the cycle will be broken because they no longer waste it. That instead of looking to themselves, Father, they, they see who they can help. They see who they can encourage and comfort, God, because of their experience, Father. Father, I pray, God, that you would give them the grace to tell the part of their story that they don't want to tell. The part of the story where they want to share the least that's going to help people the most. That here, this is my failures. Here, this is what I did wrong. Here, this is what I experienced. Instead of tucking it away and trying to hide it and pretending like they have it all together. Father, help them to share it, God. So that, might, so that they might minister and be of a help to somebody else. Father, we thank you. That in this season, that we're learning not to waste our pain. And may we ma manage every other season after this when we encounter it again. We thank you for your word on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and put those emoji hands together. Come on. If you were blessed by the word of the Lord, let me see those hearts. Let me see those likes. Let me see it. Yeah. If you're happy again to see your pastor back, let me see it. Yeah. I hope you were tremendously blessed by that word of God. I was blessed by giving it. Next week, we're going higher. Somebody say, don't waste it. 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 For the rest of the month, that's going to be what we discuss. I love you. Y'all be blessed. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church, or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button, and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.